I'm the best in the world at what I do. I've been the best since day one. On this microphone, in the booth, in my bed, I live it. I breathe it. I am it. Welcome to the Soldier. What up, people? Welcome to another edition of the Sorty Daughter Donnie Oo podcast, featuring the one and only Donnie Oo, best of what he does. This is part two of the two-part episode that I promised y'all. And once again, going to bring y'all behind the curtain, I painted myself in a corner. And you want to know why? People ask, Donnie, what do you mean you painted yourself in a corner? I'll tell you exactly how I painted myself in a corner. I told you I was going to be two parts. And I was kind of late for the first part. Also, some breaking news happened right after I recorded the first part. But being the fact that that episode is in the atmosphere and the masses have heard that, then I'm beholden to talk about the topics that I laid out in part one. And those topics for this episode, for this part, are as follows. I will be talking about Shikari Richardson. Yeah, I know it's about a week after all the hubbub, but yeah, I got to get my shit off. I'm going to be talking about Bianca Belair and her treatment at last Saturday's WWE SummerSlam event. And the follow-up on this past Friday's SmackDown that happened between her, Becky Lynch, and various other females. And finally, I will be talking about the pandemic. Vaccination status, people's thoughts on non-vaccinated people and vaccinated people and how people be moving funny. They be saying one thing and they be doing another. Or they use one status to kind of justify their actions. So yeah, those are the three topics that are going to be talked about today. Plus a bonus topic. And you know what the fuck that bonus topic is? Javi Baez. Yeah, I said it. Javi Baez of the New York Mets. Probably for another month. If it was me, he'd be off this fucking team right now. Yeah. So yeah, he's the bonus topic and he's going to lead off this fucking podcast today. While my anger 
and my thoughts are nice and fresh and ripe. So, <laughs> there's so many things going on in the background. There's so many things that might be in play. There's so many things that are going through Donnie's uh, what mind that I can't tell y'all until the shit happens. But I will say this. As I do always, but I'll be remiss to do it today. I appreciate each and every one of y'all that choose me to be the podcast y'all listen to. I appreciate each and every one of y'all that choose to listen to my warped, rambling, controversial, but not so controversial, anonymous, but not so anonymous, you know, hiding in plain sight ass. I appreciate y'all immensely and greatly. As for y'all are the reason that keeps this podcast going, that keeps this podcast being what it is, what it's become, and what it's soon to become even more. So, like I said, I went to get that out the way, not brushing it off. I needed to let y'all know how much y'all truly appreciate y'all. So, now, with all that out the way, let's get this shit on the road without further ado. Good night. Mwah! And goodbye. Right. Who the fuck is Javi Baez? Yes. Who the fuck is Javi Baez? I asked this question. Javi Baez has played a total of 17 games with my beloved, amazing New York Mets. In those 17 games, he is currently hitting 210. He has four home runs in those 17 games. Whoop the damn do. This player came from Chicago when, as I've said repeatedly on this podcast, if there was any player that we should have traded for from Chicago, it should have been Chris Bryant. But we traded for his ass. Because him and Francisco Lindor are best friends. I'll get to Lindor in a minute. So, Mr. Javi Baez who's been absolute shit since he's been in a Met uniform, who actually was on the disabled list soonly there after the trade that brought him to New York, had the audacity to be the ringleader in this latest controversy. And you know what controversy that is? The thumbs down controversy. For those who are not in the know, Javi Baez, Lindor, and um, I believe Jonathan Villar, um started doing this thumbs-down um, gesture toward the fans in the stands every time they miraculously got a hit. Now, 
this currently this actually started right around the time that uh they went into their August swoon. You know, winning nine of the last twenty six games, entering the month of August with a four and a half game lead, and we're currently seven games behind. We squandered eleven games in the standings in one month after being in first place for three months. But I digress. Ah. So, of course, when your team is stinking it up like the Mets have. If you're any fan base of any substance, you're going to let your team know your displeasure. Booing should be the last or should I say should be the least of their concerns. So. After they broke the game open this past Sunday against the Washington Nationals, in which they went and um, won 9-4 to win two out of three games against probably the worst, game, the worst team in, M- in MLB. They started doing the thumbs-down gesture toward the fans. Lindor Finally got a fucking hit. A double. I think a two RBI double in the eighth inning. And he put the thumbs he put the thumbs down sign. The, the double thumbs down. Baez had, I believe, hit a triple and he went for a home run. And both times he put the thumbs down sign toward the fans. Are you out your mother effing mind? The audacity. The audacity. You are here for one job and one job only. And that's to fucking produce. It would be one thing if y'all were stinking it up all season long. But y'all was, y'all maintained a certain quality that allowed y'all to be in first place for 90 days. Three months of the season. Half the season, if you will. So, of course, when you start playing like absolute shit, we're going to be pissed off. And to think about it, to think of, to think about the players who have done this first year Mets. Valor, free agent acquisition, so what? He, he, he has done a good job this season. But you don't have the right to do that. Francisco Lindor, owner of a 10-year, $341 million contract that starts at the end of the season. You don't have the right to do that. And Mr. Fucking Javi Baez. Like I said, who the fuck is this guy? You, of all people, have no right to say that. And then to be arrogant enough to fucking go in a press conference 
and explain yourself. Said, yeah, you know, that ain't right. We don't deserve that. You know, uh, that puts pressure on us. You in New York City, the rotten fucking apple, the pressure cooker of the New York, of the fucking country. You damn right. That's just going to put some pressure on you. Pressure burst pipes. Are you out your mother effing mind? Like I said, and to try to chastise the fans for fucking expressing how they feel. The fans that pay exorbitant prices to get into the stadium. Oh yeah, need I forget we're currently in a pandemic. And they're still packing that fucking house. Paying for overpriced food. Which is good, by the way. I'm not going to knock City, City Field. City Field is a fucking jewel. Mwah. I swear. I'll tell you a little bit of personal information. Well, should I say personal thought? Well, actually, all my sorts of thoughts are personal thoughts. So what, who the fu- what the fuck am I talking about? But anywho. I, Donnie Ooh was really contemplating on going to City Field this season to see my beloved Mets. At the time, my first place Mets. I told my boy Smitty. I told my boy Al. Yo, if anything, I might hit them in September. And I was really, really, really contemplating on going. This is before this fucking variant shit. And even then, I was like, eh, you know, outside, you know, maybe I, you know, if I'm at least with my two people, you know, at least I got one on one side, one on the other, I'll be shielded a little bit. Get a stab. Everybody get a stab. Anyway. So, um. I was really contemplating on going. Then I was like, I start seeing the the worm turn in the apple. I start seeing the team go steadily, steadily down the drain. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. I used to love that song. <laughs> Me and my tangents. So I was like, am I going to risk my well-being to go see these stink-ass players? Hell no. Same mindset I thought about with AEW going to fucking Arthur Ashe Stadium. I thought about, yeah, you know, perfect experience. You know, maybe take my daughter. Then I thought about it, I'm like this. Is a chance to catch maybe a sniffle? Is AEW really worth catching a sniffle? I think not. So that's how I start thinking about the Mets. I'm like, are the Mets worth the chance of me catching a fucking sniffle? 
Hell no. I mean, all right. You see, I was about, I was about to go there. Back to fucking Javi Baez. I say all that to say this. You have umpteen fans that support this team through thick and thin. You are a newcomer. You have no fucking right to say anything but produce. And if you're not producing, shut the fuck up. You look on the other side of town. Fucking Stanton, Scott and Boo from the time he got here has a uttered a word. Gary Sanchez, been booed for the last two and a half years, has a uttered a word. Fucking the Yankees franchise as a whole got booed half the se- uh, the beginning of the season. Never uttered a word. And I think that's the difference between the two franchises. Our franchise is just has a black black cloud over it, and the other one. As fucking rays of sunshine. But you have people risking risking their life to a certain degree to come and support y'all. And this is the treatment? This is what the audacity? I'm gonna I'm gonna give credit where credit's due. My man Al told me. When Lindor came on, he said, yo, I could swear if I if I'm mistaken, hit hit me at Donnie.u at gmail.com. Yeah, Donnie.u at gmail.com. But he was like, yo, I really feel we're gonna have another Reyes situation. You know, all flash and all this other stuff. And I'm like, eh, you know, nah, you get let's not let's not go down that route. Perhaps, but this is where this is where leadership comes in, comes in, comes into play. Mr. Rojas, Mr. Manager, where the fuck have you been? You don't know this has been marinating around the clubhouse. And I hate to, I hate to, which girl bring this dude into it, but you want to fucking step out front and catch bullets any other time, Mr. Alonzo. I didn't see you making a statement. I didn't see you pulling people to the side like, yo, that's not the way we do it here. You're the fucking longest tenant met amongst the three. And I'm not saying that that pressure should be placed upon you, but if you're trying to play that position and be company man, fucking team spokesman all the time when shit is good or when shit is mediocre... When shit's like this, you need to step up. David Wright would've. Would knit that shit right in the bud. Like he did Syndergaard back in the day. I'm just saying. Lindor. To me, this is a troubling sign. You are here for the next 10 plus years. You got the ultimate bag. $341 million. The franchise acquiesced to your feelings and brought your man in. And you let your man poison that clubhouse. You let your man 
put you in a situation that you're going to be stuck in. To me, that's showing that you're more of a follower than a leader. And that's probably why Cleveland didn't want to give you the bread. Never mind about the fact that for the last three years you've been declining. Last year they just chalked it up. Well, you know, no fans, 60 games, couldn't get it, couldn't get which card, couldn't get your feet set. It's a lot of it's a lot of things. It's a lot of things. But yeah. The effing audacity, man. And like I said, it would have been worse. No, it would have been better if let's just say this was a quote. Or maybe somebody hurt, you know, just pretty much got an anonymous source. But for this dude to really go in front of the media in New York and more or less put his nuts on the table. And be like, yeah, you know, that's not right. That's not right. We don't deserve that. You know, they just put more pressure on us. Y'all don't want that. <laughs> you know what the fuck we don't want? We don't want you. Man, fucking Javi Baez. Bianca Belair deserved way more what she was given 10 days ago WWE SummerSlam it was billed as the rematch from the match of the year the ESP the ESPN SB winning match of the year history making match of the year two black women Main evented WrestleMania. Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair. And for WWE's credit at the time, they promoted the hell out of it and they ran with it. So much so that when Sasha took a time off and she returned, being the fact they built it up so greatly during the WrestleMania season, well, should I say, WrestleMania, Sasha and Bianca showed out. Sasha and Bianca proved to the world that they deserved the spot they were in. Because now I'm thinking back at it and um, no thanks to WWE. Sasha and Bianca made that as successful as it could have been. Considering the handcuffs they were put on by just the creative decisions leading up to WrestleMania. So. About a week prior to SummerSlam, something happened. There's rumors out there I ain't getting into. But something happened, and Bianca and Sasha were pulled off a couple shows in the lead-up to SummerSlam. The SmackDown 
the night before SummerSlam. Bianca was there. Sasha was not. During the pre-show of SummerSlam, they were still advertising and building up the match. So you would think Sasha's going to be there. False advertising at its finest. When the time for the match came, Bianca came out. The ring announcer announced Sasha is not cleared to be here tonight. Or not cleared to wrestle. I forgot the vernacular. Pretty much Sasha wasn't there. As a substitute, they did, they brought out a fucking uh, Carmella for the umpteenth time. Never mind the fact that Bianca already beat Carmella various times in the last month, including the night before SummerSlam. Now, when Carmella got in the ring, a rice booing, a rice pissed off because they're like, oh, we don't already seen this match. Bianca stay whipping fucking Carmella ass. Then the music hit of the man, <laughs> Becky Lynch. Now, at first glance, you look at it like, darn, we get we get to see a quote unquote dream match. Most wrestling aficionados would think, why are they blowing this match now? Never in your wildest dreams did you think what happened would actually happen. And what happened was Becky comes out. She challenges Bianca for a match for the title. Says, let's tear this, let's tear this, let's tear this place down. Bianca accepts. Becky, being a spin-off female version of Stone Cold, slash Conor McGregor, because she's Irish, you know, sucker punches Bianca, gives it a man slam, which is pretty much the rock bottom, which is pretty much a urine suplex, and beats Bianca one, two, three, in 20 six seconds all the goodwill all the momentum and when I mention momentum I mention it in this place and this place only the booking of Bianca since Wrestlemania had been trending toward atrocious as in the amount of Matchups she was able to have. Her character was her character and grew even more so. She, you, you started seeing that she was becoming comfortable with being the man because, well, yeah, with being a woman because all her life she's been that woman. Bianca has numerous accolades from track and field. All-American, I believe, at the University of Tennessee. 
So she's always used to being that woman. And you still and you start seeing the start seeing it grow. Now, what I personally appreciated in the latest build-up when Sasha came back and turned on her, quote unquote, because she wanted her fucking title back. Bianca starts showing the edge. As in, yeah, I remember er last year, I mean, I remember earlier this year, I was wide-eyed, I was in awe of you, I was trying to fuck with you, I was, I was trying to be cool with you, and you showed me your true colors, you came back, and I, and I, and I, and I, and I was side-eyeing you from, from the time you came back, and then you showed, showed your true colors, and now I'm going to be on that ass. And that's how she was moving. And I'm like, yo, this, the Bianca from NXT, the EST, like she was nothing to be fucked with. That attitude matched with her experience, matched with not being mainstream is unstoppable. And then you choose now. To cut the legs from underneath her? The optics. Yeah, the optics. You have the great white hope riding in on a on, on, on a chariot to come take our queen's title away from her. In a manner that she richly did not deserve. That too eerily mirrored. Matter of fact, it did mirror almost exactly what happened to Kofi two years ago against the Aryan King, Brock Lesnar. Hmm. Now, there was a big discussion in social media because you had the side of people saying, no, you got to let it play out. No, fuck that. Why we always got to let it play out? Why? Is there any reason or we're always supposed to be content with playing the background because the real impact players are back in town? Think about it. Why couldn't fucking Becky wait her turn? Matter of fact, not even wait her turn, but have it be a competitive match. You... They built Bianca up for what? Because now if Sa now if nothing happened with Sasha, Bianca would have been been a champion. Now, yeah, it's a it's a, it's a it's a known fact that Vince McMahon, his booking philosophy is: if you have an absence and you have a replacement, the replacement always has to be has to be a quote unquote. Big pop, big top star, and you have to pretty much get them, give them the win. So in that case, Becky shouldn't have been in that position. You can return her, you can have her return without her winning the title. Now, yeah, 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 all the dirt sheets, all, all the all, all the rumors are saying that yeah, Becky wants to come back as a heel, so this is the beginning of a heel turn, but. 
that brings me to the follow-up on this past Friday's SmackDown. Yeah. You have Becky come to the ring. She gives a pretty much an update on what's going on. And she says she apologized for absolutely nothing. And she, if she had to do it, she'd do it again because that's, you know, if, she, if anybody thought she was dangerous before, now she thinks she has a mouth to feed. Imagine how dangerous she's going to be now. Because for backstory, and I neglected to say this, Becky Lynch, last May, was the WWE Raw Women's Champion. And she had to forfeit that title, not due to injury, but due to pregnancy. So this is her return from giving birth. I think I believe she gave birth last December. So yeah, this I mean this is these these are new twists that 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 um wrestling is dealing with that we never really had or should I say dealt with back in the day or well women's wrestling wasn't at the forefront so when people just dis when, when when female wrestlers disappeared you just figured that they just wasn't getting booked didn't realize like yo they might have had a kid or this that, and the third or and or the women's quote-unquote evolution which is a bunch of bullshit I will say that they've allowed them to garner enough cachet with the company that if they need to take time away to uh you know start a family then that's what they're gonna do and they shouldn't be knocked for that but yeah fucking tangent over there anyway so bianca comes out and she's like Nah, we ain't having this. You caught me slipping, but how about we get this rematch on and popping right now? Before Becky's able to give our answer, we have fucking corny ass Carmelo, Carmella ass come out and say she wants, she deserves a championship match. Even though she's been getting her ass beat for the last six months. Then you got Zelina, Zelina Vega come out and start mocking Bianca because she's saying, Yeah, Bianca, you was talking all that shit last week, but where's your goal? Oh, yeah, your goal is over there. So get to the back of the line. And she won a champion. I mean, she won a championship match. Even though Zelina has yet to win a match since her return. Now, this is the part that irked me even more. And it's very underrated because it's nothing personal against this individual. It's just the fact that I feel like this is another example of how they use us to advance everybody else at the expense of us. Liv Morgan comes out. And she's spitting facts to the to the point that uh, last time she was around, she beat Carmella and Zelina three weeks in a row. 
But the problem is, those three weeks in a row was about a month ago. So you're talking about shit that's happened two months ago. You've been gone for the last month. Who knows where? You're, the WWE is bringing Liv back into this angle to pretty much try to siphon some of the heat off the Bianca Becky situation. Normally, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I would figure that as being smart booking. But being the fact that the wrong party, both in storyline and in real life, is Bianca Belair. A strong black queen. A wrestler who the black community has rallied behind. Rightful, and, and rightfully so. That uh, this is not the opportunity. This shouldn't be the opportunity to try to get somebody else hot. Because you're muddy in the fucking waters. Now they, they had to end up having a four-way match. And Bianca won. And Liv got over. But I like I said, I I, I guess I'm still bitter over Kofi, over Kofi a couple years ago. I made a podcast about two years ago. October 9th to be exact, 2019, called Thank You, Kofi. Check it out. Because the things I was spitting back then has rid his fucking ugly head again. This time, the female version. Now, where do we go from here? I know what I am going to do. I am going to show my... Full support for Bianca and the black wrestling community as a whole. And I believe I'm not the only one doing it. Trust me. Sure. I mean, if you fuck around, there's thousands upon thousands upon thousands, dare I say millions, of untapped knowledge, of untapped potential, and 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 I personally believe that WWE is sensing that because they're not stupid. They're sensing this. They're looking for a niche in the market, and I hate to feel that we could be classified as a niche because we ain't. But they're going to, or they they see. The potential, and they're trying to tap into it, but they're not going f- full bore because WWE is just WWE, and Vince is always going to be Vince. Yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> but um, this is a situation that needs to be paid close attention to, and uh. I, for one, will be holding these motherfuckers accountable for their actions. How? Who knows? I'll figure it out. Got a platform. 
I could yell into the fucking wind. Ah! Yeah. You know, I'm going to get this one out the way because the amount of venom that I had when I initially was going to speak about this has subsided greatly. Um, and that's the Shikari Richardson situation. For those who have been living under a rock or just don't give a fuck about track and field. And um, to bring y'all behind the curtain once again, I swear it seems like I'm, I'm, I'm fucking flashing. I'm recording this particular segment moving. Yeah, I'm in my car studio again, but this time I'm actually moving toward my destination, which would be my shoe job. So if you hear me just all of a sudden have Tourette's and start cursing motherfuckers out, that's the reason. Because I don't know what the hell is going on since the onset of this pandemic, but um, motherfuckers don't know how to drive. I mean, they just don't know how to drive. So, you know, if I start just randomly say, yo, what the fuck, move, then you know, it's because of my traffic situation. Anyway, Shikari Richardson. Sakari Richardson, uh, I believe she's 21 year old. Uh, she's famous for, I believe, beating the world record in the US Olympic trials. But then subsequently was disqualified because she tested positive for weed. Now at the time, there was two trains of thought. One, what kind of irresponsible young person throws out, throws away their opportunity to represent the United States of America in the Olympic Games for weed. I almost heard Stephen A in the background. Stay off the weed. He's a fucking idiot. Anyway. So. Then there was. A, which guard, Then there was people in the other camp. That were like. Yo. She's uh. You know. She's young. She made a mistake. She owned up to it. Which she did. To her credit. She did own up to it. And um. Then you heard the backstory That her mother just passed. Uh. Not to not too long ago she was being raised by a grandmother so all throughout the training and the lead up to the trials and the olympics you know she was going through uh, undue stress and that's what caused her to uh you know puff puff pass now I, like i said i stay far and far and clear from that situation from that discussion because uh I just felt like it was a lot of people just jumping on the bandwagon. Come on, thing is, look, she got popped. She fessed up to it. Is she a little quote unquote hood? Perhaps, but that was part of her charm because she was unapologetic and how she was moving. And um, I thought that would be the end of it. But no, no. 
No, 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 no. That was the end. So during the Olympic Games, the Jamaican track team showed out. They even got a fucking nickname themselves because they finished one, two, and three in the event that Shikari was supposed to run. I believe that was 200 meters. Might have been 100 meters, but I believe it was 200 meters. And um, throughout the Olympics, Shikari at home was throwing a little shade on social media. Liking posts that um, liking one of the Jamaican runners to a monkey. You know, just like little immature shit. So, one of the first events after the Olympics that now she's eligible to be in, she's talking mucho shit. Yeah, yo, I'm which go, I'm, I'm, I'm coming. Yo, which go, nobody got nothing for me. Blah 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 blah. Needless to say, maybe she should have shut the fuck up. She ran that race. And out of nine people running, you know what place she came in? You guessed it. Lucky number nine. It wasn't even close. It was a route. But if things couldn't get any worse, she has a post-race interview where she's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to come back, back better than le- better than ever. I'm going to get in the lab, you know, but which call all these haters don't got shit on me. You know, can't tell me shit. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, whoa. Now, there's people still in the camp. Hey, yo, that's her. She's unapologetic. And while I agree with that, I'm like, eh. I mean, look at this. Look at the leader. You uh, fucked up your chance to get in the trials, but you was upfront about it. So I commend you. I, I commended her for that. Then you you which girl you talking and doing doing shady shit on social media. Okay, people want to chalk it up to age. All right, that's what you want to do. Then you get into an event. When you talk about yeah, you which girl you 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 coming you coming for revenge? You gotta show these you gotta show these people you gotta show these women this work they were gonna get, and you came in dead last, not a close last, dead last, like gone. Then you come on a post race interview, and you still talking shit. If anybody is able to see the clip, while she's talking shit, the winners, the Jamaicans, walk by and did like a little slide photo bomb with a little smile like, yeah, I won. And y'all giving her all this attention? All right, do y'all. Now, last but not least, and um, I'm really, really sorry because the name is for is uh is escaping me right now i know it's allison she was 
She is the most decorated women's track and field athlete of all time. And she was had an interview um, with Jimmy Kimmel. Well, on Jimmy Kimmel. And um, they asked her, they asked her about the Shikari situation and she tried to give a little, you know, a little advice, words of wisdom. Said, you know, which God, uh, you know, just stay strong and, you know, and just giving up words of encouragement. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh-oh. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Every time I fucking sneeze, I'm like, uh-oh. It's just the fucking allergies because we just had a whole bunch of rain. So that means a whole bunch of pollens in the air. And we're about to get more more rain in New York. About to get four more inches in the next day and a half. The remnants of Ida. Yeah, that was your weather update. So, in response to this statement on, on Kimmel, Shikari pretty much said, yeah, you know, which got um, those words of encouragement are funny in the light. You know, it's easy to, it's easy to talk about, you know, talk about somebody during the interview, but when you see them in person, that energy is not there. Some, something to that effect. And, um, that's where she lost a lot of supporters because if anybody knew about this athlete that 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 which card that uh reached out to give support it's the fact that she's very very selfless and everybody knew that it was coming from a place of positivity and not any type of offhanded shade so that's the backstory. My opinion is as follows. And I'm going to bottom line this shit because now I'm looking at the time. I didn't spend 10 minutes on it and I don't know if it warrants 10 minutes. What it boils down to is this. No matter who, but especially to me, an impressionable young adult an impressionable African-American adult that's in the public eye when instead of coddling everything you need to hold matter of fact that, that's kind of that's coming up too strong as in hold accountable but they need to be accountable for their actions which she was in the beginning, but I believe that the groundswell of support that she's received in any and everything that she's done, and she's had a couple of missteps, and instead of being mentored and uh, uh, you know molded or just refined. You know, a lot of people just want to put the cape on. They're like, no, 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 no. You can't tell her. You can't talk, talk to her like that. Or, nah, she was going, you can't get mad at her because 
you know, she's just expressing her individuality and blah, 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 blah. All right, but does she realize, does the people around her realize that she's potentially flushing her fucking career, right? I mean, think about it. She got endorsements and she didn't even make the fucking team. And yeah, she has this rebel aura around her now where which can be cultivated but should be cultivated in a positive way instead of yeah I'm which god I'm this I'm that you can't tell me shit fuck you you a hater blah 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 cause that shit ain't gonna get you nowhere you can use that shit as motivation but at the end of the day if you're not focusing your energy toward the correct things the right things that shit ain't gonna get you nowhere and I believe that's exactly what the fuck is happening so, me personally, if I was her, I would fall back for a minute, you know, take a couple months off, get my mind right, like really right, not, yo, yo, I gotta get right, you know, but get my mind right, my body right, my focus right, and come back with a vengeance and truly prove these motherfuckers wrong. If that's what your intent really is but if you're going to be content with just flying off the handle and expecting everything to be peachy clean and everything to be okay then you're going to have a rude awakening and more or less I'm quite sure the amount of supporters that you believe have, have your back the next time the next big thing comes around no matter what the subject, no matter what the field, and when they go go and follow the current trend and you're left wallowing looking at six month old tweets talking about damn, if somebody would have told me or damn, I shouldn't have did that or damn, maybe I should have had a little humility more, more humility humility it might be fucking too late so I got that shit off my chest it actually wasn't as disrespectful as I thought it was going to be. So, bravo to me. Now, the main event. If you were to call that the main event. Because when I say I'm so tired of talking about this fucking pandemic. I'm so tired of being in the pandemic. Fuck talking about it. I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of everything. The most recent instance that's made me fucking sick and tired of this last week we had in New York uh, a protest rally I believe in Manhattan um, with the teachers union and various other unions um, protesting the fact of mandatory vaccinations for city and state employees saying that they're not saying they're against the vaccination they just feel like it shouldn't be mandated but then at the same time the only reason the mandate is coming up is because they feel or should I say people probably feel that we've given y'all enough time to get stabbed in the arm and y'all dragging your feet so fuck it anybody tired of the pandemic me personally and I've stayed 
steadfast in his belief. It's your choice whether or not you choose to get stabbed. Me, personally, since I already fucking opened Pandora's box months ago when I did it, yeah, I got stabbed. Personal decision, I did it for various reasons, but for this discussion, I'm going to bottle on it even further. You know why I got the fucking stab? Point Blake? Because I'm pussy. I believe I had COVID. I I knew how it felt. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't do that shit. Sign me up. Stab my arm. I was even going to be, con- I was contemplating, yo, they talking about getting a booster. I don't know if I want a booster. At this point in time, what the fuck is on my mind? Shit, I already... I'm already had bionic, so I might as well get the fucking extra chip. But that's my decision. I don't ask not a damn soul if they're vaccinated. Guess what? When you want to know why? Because it ain't none of my fucking business. Now, I don't know how I'm going to preface this, but I'm going to talk as delicately as possible. Delicately as possible. I don't believe that anybody who is vaccinated should pressure the unvaccinated. If you don't want to be around that person or you don't feel comfortable, then you don't be around that person. I don't feel that whether or not you got jabbed, I don't feel that, I don't feel that if you got jabbed, that puts you on a higher moral pedestal than those who have it. Now, I will say it's a difference between these fucking idiots that's running around really spewing anti-vax facts. And saying no, I'm not wearing no mask. You can't, you can't, which call you can't force me to get the shot. Da, da, da. It's a difference between being abstinent and being radical. And look, I'm just not comfortable in doing it. I'm a I'm of a certain age. I got a lot of life in front of me. I'm not comfortable doing it. And I don't feel anybody should feel pressured by others to do it. Like, I have a situation in my household. The majority is. There are people that aren't. Once they get a certain age, I can't tell them what to do. I can give them information. I can tell them what I think is in your best interest. But ultimately, that's their decision. And especially when it comes to family, I feel that you need to support their decision. In my, in, in my case, I support the decision that was made in my household. I don't agree with it, but I support it. Do I still, well, you know, which is getting worse. Have you reconsidered? Yeah, but I do not force. I don't badger. I don't start sending a whole bunch of literature and all this other stuff 
it's just different with me. And um, I do feel this. If you work with children, and being the fact that children are exposed because they're not able to get vaccinated, then um, you should protect. You should be able. You you should be told that well, you know, in order to do this, yeah, you need to you need to get the prerequisite shots. It's no different than if you when you go overseas and when you when you go to fucking Asia and you got to get inoculated for all the potential diseases that are running rampant in those areas and you don't want to catch them. What's the difference? Are you fucking going telling people? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't agree with it. No, you, you, you get shot. See me personally, once again, because I only can speak to this from a first person account. Me personally, I know over the years, I don't put so much shit in my body that I had no understanding over that. I can't stand on the pedestal. Like, this is the line I, I, I'm not going to cross man highs and lows. Which called no dose and fucking NyQuil, alcohol, fucking arthritis medicine, pain painkillers, you name it. Cause I got a fucked up back, neck, and all that shit. So I done took, I've taken a lot of medication. There was one time I got prescribed some arthritis medication that was in the trial basis for my neck. And I researched that shit. I, I Googled that shit and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you giving me a prescription for this? No, nah, we just want you to try it. Fuck you. You give me a prescription, then I'll take it. I ain't putting no foreign shit in there. Fuck around and shit. What's going? On? I don't got no prescription, motherfucker. Just thinking I'm, I'm, I'm going on the street corner talking about yo, you, yo, you got that arthritis? You got that arthritis pill? Start fucking. You know, I don't know if that shit gonna strung, strung uh, have me strung out or not. But. Same thing if you work in the medical field. You're working with patients. I feel like you should be inoculated. Every place else, unfortunately, the choice is going to be the individuals. If you're working in a private sector and that private that private job tells you, well, you need to get A, B, and C, or you can't work here no more, unfortunately, you don't got a leg to stand on. You know. Because, unfortunately, it's your choice. Do I want to go jump through the hoops to keep this job? Or am I going to stand on my principles and find a job that I don't have to jump through these hoops? It's as simple as that. I don't understand what the fucking discussion is. I don't understand what the fucking protesting is. Either you want to deal with it or you don't want to deal with it. You know how many fucking shots I got when I was a kid? Rubella. I don't know what the fucking rubella is. Measles. Never had measles. Chicken pox. Yeah, I had chicken pox when I was 14. Um, mumps. Never had the mumps. You know why? Because my moms was forced, well, I had to, get me inoculated to get to do what? Guess what? To go to school. All these people talking shit have gotten inoculated. Or should this I said about 99%. Yeah, I know. I'm contradicting myself all over the fucking place. Because it's not a black and white answer. It's a whole bunch of shades of gray. 
but um like I said I just can't I, I just had to bring this up because it's causing divides amongst friends it's causing divides amongst households it's causing divides throughout society meanwhile we ain't never gonna be rid of this shit I wish we were I hope we are we ain't never gonna be rid of this shit. So, what it's doing is just divide and conquer. So whatever the fucking virus isn't pick, getting, the fucking uh, the discord between people, it's picking them off. Can't everybody just get along, huh? Couldn't couldn't can't everybody just get along? Guess not fuck am I saying it's like it's just it's just a sad it's just a sad situation you know but um I mean like me personally once again if I say that term one more time reach through the fucking phone app whatever and slap the shit out of me but I know soon as summer's over and as soon as you're, you're, you're not able to really gather and, and congregate outside, my rounds are over. Motherfuckers will not be seeing Donnie. Nowhere, no how. And if you possibly do see my ass inside or inside environment, I will have a mask on. I won't have two. Okay? I, 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 look, I, I don't, I, at this point in time, I don't even like wearing my fucking mask, but I do what I got to do. But that's my decision. I don't, I don't even go as far as telling motherfuckers, put your mask on unless I don't like you. If I don't like you, like certain people in my job, they come close to me, whoa, 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 Will, pull that mask up. Yeah, but we outside. I don't give a fuck. I don't know, what you, I don't know how you rock. I don't know how you roll. Rock and roll, ha-ha. But yeah, I'm, that's, 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 that's just going to be my modus operandi. But um, I ain't going to use the fact of the fucking virus still circulating and I'm inoculated to avoid certain things because I know how I've been rolling, you know, so I can't, I don't got a leg to stand on for shit. So it really, it really boils down to is whether I feel like being bothered or not. And in certain situations, I really feel like that's what really goes on. Yo, I don't really feel like being bothered, but this pandemic going on. So, yeah, I'm going to use the safety, the crutch of safety. But anyway, those are my two cents on it. Once again, if anybody has any feedback, you can hit me on Gmail donnie.oo at gmail.com you can hit me on the twitter page donnie.oo and you can hit me on the fucking instagram page which I'm starting to step up a little bit also at donnie.oo yeah I finally did it that brings us to the end of another edition of the salty daughter donnie.oo podcast ha 
Part two. Part two. I did part two. I swear. When I tell y'all how many times I was like, yo, I, I don't feel like doing this part. Yo, I, I, I don't know. But consistency is the key to success. And I'm trying to make this podcast as successful as possible. So, and one of the one of the areas that I I personally can control is consistency. So, if I tell you I'm going to do something, God done it, I'm going to do it. And I did it. So, yeah. Next week, well, in this case, this coming Saturday will be the last Saturday edition of the Salty Daughter Donnie U podcast due to the on upcoming N- N- NFL season. Yeah, man. So, actually, I'm lying. September 11th will be the last Saturday edition of the Salty Daughter Donnie U podcast. September 15th will be the beginning of me returning on Wednesdays throughout the NFL season. I explained it before and I'll explain it again. Being the fact that NFL games are played on Sunday. If I continue dropping these podcasts on Saturday, I will be a week behind. Yeah, I will give you a fresh preview but the review the past week's games will be six days late and uh that's just way too long so i'm going back to fucking wednesdays i will give y'all constant reminders of what's really going on but um that's what's going to be happening in the next two weeks Next week, or should I say this coming Saturday, I have no idea. I have no topics on hand, but I'm quite sure, and as recently as this morning, Cam Newton was released from the New England Patriots. Mac Jones is the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots. That one was breaking news. That one was a shocker, nevertheless. I might talk about that more in depth this Saturday. But like I said... The Mets hopefully will stop Metsing. Everybody's coming with, with mass with mass fucking copping please and shit. Fuck y'all. Everybody needs to get booed. Javi needs to get booed the most. But um, yeah, so that's probably what's gonna be on deck. But regardless, I will be dropping on Saturday as normal. One thing I forgot last episode, which was such a shock. And um, I haven't done that too much recently, so I apologize. But um, I forgot this. Here come the blogs! EasyTree.me slash RotoDonnieU. EasyTree.me slash RotoDonnieU for everything Donnie U. The company that I use, which would be Teespring.com for my Donnie U merch. As of today, Raise their prices. And they recommended to me for me to raise my price. So um, 
I can get the profit that I so richly deserve. But as a continued thank you to all y'all to who have purchased merch or for those perspective listeners that hopefully will purchase some merch, I'm leaving my prices the same. I ain't raising my shits. So pretty much if I only make $2 off a sale, it is what it is. But um, I appreciate the support and I would appreciate the support. We got t-shirts. We got hoodies. We got masks. But fuck the mask. I'm going to take those shits off. For all the ladies, we got those leggings. Yeah, you know, which going to show everything off. We got all that. And all that can be found at easytree.me slash easytree.me slash Also found at easytree.me slash is this podcast you're currently listening to. So if you don't want to go to Spotify, you don't want to go to Anchor, you don't want to go to Apple, go to easytree.me and just listen to the link up there. Plus, some Donnie Ooh slash Donnie Chow music. Once again, everything one-stop shop at easytree.me slash Donnie Ooh. Shout out to the homies at the Black Wrestling Podcast, the homie Cal, Math, Ill Fam, Drip. Like, subscribe, share on the YouTube. They're found at all the streaming platforms that I'm found at. Check the homies and support the homies out. A new plug. Downtown Sports, hosted by Jonathan Pariente and his co-host, The Mouth of the South. The name forgets me, but Jonathan Pariente, that's my boy. Check the dude out. Downtown Sports. He has a lot of he has a lot of special guests. I believe in the archives he has an interview with Iron Eagle. And if I'm not mistaken, there should be a new episode where he's interviewing Iron Eagle in uh, reference to either, uh, to the which card to uh, the football slash basketball season. And um, just give them a listen. I'm such a man. Yo, I'm 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 the greatest. Nah, I'm not the greatest. I'm the best. I'm the best in the world at what the fuck I do. One last shout out. One last plug. Matter of fact, it ain't a plug for y'all. It's a plug for me. Shout out to the sponsor, the Lewis Snapback Box. Still only available in my apartment. More specifically, my bed. Sponsor, I love you dearly. And, um, yeah. So y'all know when I start humming and hawing and pausing and shit, that it's usually past time for me to get the fuck out of here. So that's what I'm going to do. Until this Saturday. Goodbye. Bye. In the long run, we could be your son. It's on, son. In the long run, we can be on sun. It's on sun, extra catch us for guns. Cause in the long run, we can be on sun. It's on sun, extra catch us for guns. Yo, Ty Nitty, Air Force Ones, call up my duns. 
Got more niggas like C on sesame buns. Caught a body on the run. You don't want none. Lump sum extort niggas for they lump sum, no doubt. Proceed with that weed indeed. Havoc lace and track, face sharp, you bleed. My whole mission, like a platoon, take position. Ain't going in if a click can't get in. That's what the minds have you stressed like jail time. Get that loot up, no doubt. I bail mines, easy access. Shorty straight up, hit the mattress. Have you role playing it just like an actress. My tactics, leave a nigga stuck. Doing backflips, I black out. Take it to the gas, fuck this rap Let shit. Let shine. Rape my rhymes like, like a dime. Swollen bullet womb, head ass Yo, who's the one to be? Made it to a sample. Nigga, you pop shit. With the wrong guys, it's time. What? My mom begin on top of ya, top of ya, like a full guy, you fell down clown, first a four pound sound, my 86 stab now. Ten years later, still hold the firm ground, nigga P Thuggy, enter the ring with something for anyone who wanna play gun with ugly. I clap you, stop you in your tracks, how about that? Now analyze these cats alive, nigga rap, you seen strap, came outside, oh hype with gas, got juiced up, now Bishop think you dug in the black pimp was rapid taste, you get your little head pinched off, book and touch you, they left you for queens to finish. Sure, fucking Keith Murray and his whole clique Yeah, you snuff me in front of the cops That bullshit So you come around the corner No police and no witnesses Little to your knowledge You almost got shot But that's alright though I'ma catch your ass again You fucking immigrant For two cents My mom running shit You fucking cops and that coward The forecast call for gray skies And gun showers Like a motherfucker boy Yo, then we gonna be on like a motherfucker. It was like this, but ever. Hold on, 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 hold on,